All right, here we are, the next episode of the Tulsa Life Podcast. And one of my favorite guests, who I feel like you get to come on like frequently. I do. I so love it. You're kind of like another host of put the show. Put a microphone in front of my face and I'm ready to go. Me too. I don't know what it is. Something you put a microphone and I'm like, okay, I can talk yep. now. Yep. So Heather Lenz, um, I don't even I don't even know how to introduce you that's appropriate enough to give you enough like accolades for all that you are. So you are kind of our ops manager, our sales manager. Um, I would even go as far almost a founder because we've we've yeah. been together so long. We have. Not even just in Tulsa. And so today what we're gonna talk about is a little bit of how we got started, how you got started in real estate how I got started in real estate and how our journey has been pretty uh, intertwined. It has been. Almost since the beginning. It has been. And it's been fun. Yeah. And we still love each other. I know. People always ask me, how do you work with your family? And I'm like, it's not hard. So spoiler alert, we're family. Yes. So I I'm am married. <laughs> I am married to Heather's dad. So strangely enough, Heather and I are closer in age yep. than your dad and I are, yep. which makes us closer like more like yeah. friends yes, exactly. almost than, um, than a stepmom relationship. Yes, for sure. Even though when I, when I am upset with you, I will tell you, to, I'll send you to your room or ground you. Heather Lynn. Yes. Got to call me by my yes, middle name. Yes. So, and half the time I call you Heather Catron still. You do. And, so. and I just nod my head. Yeah. Go, yep. That's me. So Heather and I have been working together. Um, not, not without any interruption since we should have thought about this before we got on here since 2008. Eight. Is that yes. when you got, got your real estate license? Yep, 2008. Okay. So we're going to start at the beginning. Uh, I got married. Dirk and I got married in 2006. And in 2007, we actually moved to Florida, mm -hmm. got our real estate license, and started to uh, do real estate in Florida in 2007. That was the beginning of the housing crisis, basically. Yes. Um, at that point, when we had moved to Florida... We had already had a home in Florida that you actually lived in yep. before we moved yeah. uh, permanently to Florida. So we lived in Oklahoma for about a year. Then we moved. Uh, you had to move out of our house. We kicked you out because we were going to move into our house. And then you, you and kicked me into a different house. Kicked you into a different house. <laughs> yeah. Because we were the idiots that decided that it was a great time to buy in Florida back yep. in 2005 when the prices were so high. And by the time we decided to sell, the prices were so low. Mm -hmm. And so we had two houses in Florida. And, um, we actually lived there for a few years, but they were right next door to each other. Yep. So we were neighbors, we were family, we were neighbors, we were friends, we were coworkers. And when did you move to Florida? What year? I moved in 07. So I moved in November of 07. You guys moved right after that. You must have 06. been 06. 06. Yeah. You must I have been 06 because we moved in February of yep. 07. That's right. Okay. And I remember, um, I was actually working, um, at a restaurant at the time. And you all were like, you should really get your license. And I was like, oh, that'll be fun. I was 19 at the time. And I'm thinking, here I am in Florida. Who's going to buy a home for me? Because the average age in Florida is oh, quite a bit higher it than is. Um, here in Oklahoma. Especially where we were. We were in like the Snowbird yes. capital, like Sarasota area. They always said the average age was actually higher than the average speed limit <laughs> in Northport. <laughs> and I was like, that. I think that's right. So um, I was like, okay, I'll get my license. Like I was, I was young. I was 19. Um, this is a joke now. Thankfully I can say it. It's not a joke. It's really happened, but it's kind of fun to joke about. I took my test 
I don't even, do you have any clue? I mean, it was more than five times. It was quite a few times. You, you had to take it a few times. Yes, it was. And I did not study. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to take it tomorrow. And then finally dad came in one day and he was like, you are going to sit at this patio table and you are going to test on it over and over and over again. This is the only way you're going to pass. And I'm like, oh. which I have to say this. Here's a caveat. I really do believe that the the real estate test to get your license, whether it was Florida or Oklahoma, does, it does not prepare you for doing business and no. being able to help other people no. buy and sell real estate. It is practices and principles, which is important. Legal. It's very important. But it is not It is not a uh, determining factor if you're going to be good at real estate. No. Thank goodness. So, yes. For both of us. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Because if so, I probably wouldn't be here right now. I agree. Um, Me either. Yeah. But I did. I studied and studied and I thought he was the lamest, you know, to make me do that. And then the next. it's truly just a practice test. Yeah. It was just, like I you're just, just kind of memorizing over and it over and over enough again. to be able to pass the test. And then oddly enough, I go take the test the next time and guess who passes. So, um, and then he probably took credit for that, right? Oh yeah, he did. And he yeah. honestly, he should have. He, he deserves the credit. <laughs> we'll does. give you the credit, Dirk. Yes. He deserves the credit on that one. Um, but it was funny because when I got it, I had no clue. I mean, again, 19, I'd never bought a home, never, um, thought about buying a home. Um, and so kind of figuring out what I was supposed to do in that time frame, which was really great because you guys at that point, um, had some systems in place. You guys were figuring out kind of what you were going to be doing. I kind of missed the, the part where you guys really, um, were digging in deep. Well, so it's I don't kind know of you funny wanted. because I don't know why we were really pushing you so hard to get your real estate license. Cause we sucked. <laughs> Well, like well, we, we, our first six months of selling real estate, like we didn't sell real estate. It was just spending money and trying to find people that wanted to buy or sell real estate. Right. And, and it was a weird market. It was a really weird market. The The market was starting to turn, you know, you didn't have as many people just flooding in, buying a lot of property foreclosures and mm -hmm. short sales were becoming a thing. Right. And so we were having a tough time getting traction we, in we the market. worked really hard we in, worked in a different, really hard. in a different way though. I know, um, I remember putting out signs. Craigslist. Remember Craigslist oh, ads? Oh we, my gosh. We would put Craigslist ads out. We were like trade in the golf or trade in the snow shovel for golf clubs, move yes. to Northport or, you know, whatever yes. it was. And then putting out a ton of signs, free foreclosure lists that I thought was really stupid again and ended up, I got so much business out of that. I think I actually got my highest price point out of someone calling on that who didn't even buy a foreclosure. Um, right. It was Apollo Beach. Uh, I remember house. that. Vic. Yep. Wasn't his name I Vic? I remember his I think name. it was Vic. It I was think I remember that. so long ago, but um, we worked in such a different way. Um, and then I, I kind of got Chris involved too towards yes. the tail end of that. He was getting his license. I feel like we finally started gaining some traction. So we'll kind of, we'll kind of shift over to like your side of the story was a new agent coming, mm -hmm. like getting their license. Um, Dirk and I had come from sales background. Uh, Dirk was really, really involved in um, the car dealerships. Like he owned car dealerships and, and had started out as a salesperson when he was younger. And so he was a, I mean, he was a great sales guy. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, I think everybody always has this idea and this dream of real estate that, you get a real estate license and all of a sudden all your friends and family want to buy houses from you and they want to sell their houses. And, and that's not the reality. No. And it's actually a whole lot harder in my opinion, to get that traction and get started in real estate. So when we first started in real estate, we had joined kind of a boutique type firm brokerage. Um, it was a bigger brokerage, but it was still a local locally owned. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I found is that 
there wasn't a whole lot of support and there wasn't any, nobody was, was helping you find clients. It was all about like, go out, spend money, you know, try to, try to advertise and market and and you're like, advertise what? Yes. You know, when you so, don't know what you're doing. So we did. We struggled for a while, um, the first six months. And then we decided to open up our own. That's And that's, I think, when we were like, Heather, come work with us. Uh, we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, so come join worked. us. It worked. Somehow, we some did. way. So we worked hard. Mm-hmm. We were creative. Very creative. We were doing things that no we one. Did. And I say when I say we were doing things, I was listening to what you guys were coming up with. But, um, I mean, at 19, to be a real estate agent, and to be able to be successful in the worst time in ha- yes. housing history, I mean, it tells you a lot that there was, we were, we were very unconventional. We were, we were. And I think it, that was even when Craigslist was just getting started. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things. Now we don't even hardly use Craigslist anymore. Now it's Facebook Marketplace or, you know, wherever you find resell things. Uh, but Craigslist at that time was, was a very like innovative you're using Craigslist for real estate wow. and how are you doing that? And We're that's lead generating mm-hmm. off of a and yard sale site. Free lead generation using this platform uh, that really connected us with a lot of great people that we were able to help in real estate. And so as that, as that progressed and uh, we became, we became a lot more successful in that new environment when we opened up our own brokerage and we're kind of able to to figure things out and get that lead generation going. And then came the foreclosures and the short sales. And then through that market, we also were, were able to pivot and, and get through that in a way that we were helping people that needed out really, I mean, struggling and hardship. You, it was kind of, it's a, you don't think about this when you think about real estate, but um, I think conversations that you guys had, uh, especially dad, because he was kind of front lines on a lot of that, but seeing people in a really horrible time, yes. losing your home, having nowhere to go, not having jobs, um, not being was, able to pay your mortgage. It was a, it was a heavy time. It was. And somehow I, th- I think it's so awesome to look back and go, there were times that yes, we did sell houses and yes, we, um, you know, dealt with a lot of foreclosures, but you also got to be there for people and help them out in a really, really bad time. So it was kind of a balance. And I really felt like during that time too, people didn't know what to do. Mm-mm. So being able to be that that voice in that storm to say, here is a path. Yeah. Here's a path out or through or around it, you know, whatever their situation might be that actually benefited them. And it benefited, I hate to say it in this way, but the economy where, you know, you tried to kind of stop the bleeding or find another way that, you know, it helped, it helped multiple people be able to get through that. Uh, we learned a lot. And like you said, it wasn't just learning about that market or how to, to navigate those types of sales. It was, it was learning about options for people and, you know, helping people through that. So that was, even though during that storm, it was heavy. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, of times that it just was sad was. and, yeah. and really, I don't know, heartbreaking to see the things that people were going through. But, you know, I think that's where, and especially for real estate agents to know that there's always a market where you can be successful in. Yes. So even though the economy wasn't successful in that moment, um, and I remember this vividly, everyone in Florida was shutting their brokerages down. Yes. I mean, one right after another, they were closing, they were closing, they were closing. And then you guys go, let's go buy a building. Let's go buy an office. Let's get an office. And so 
while all these other places were closing, you guys bought a, I don't know how many square feet. I mean, I think it was an old brokerage. It was an old brokerage. Bought mm-hmm. from. And I thought, you know, how cool is this? You know, everybody thinks you're crazy by doing it, yes. but you guys had found a way to make the market work for you all. So I love that too, because, and I know we don't have time to go through like everything up to this point, but talking about that down market and talking about, you know, that there's always opportunity. That was obviously the worst market that we've ever seen in our lifetime. And most people that are alive, um, unless you were alive during the great depression, it's really, truly like the worst situations. Um, but what, what was really amazing too, is that the, we partnered with people that were like, okay, let's try to help these people here. Let's buy this house. Let's get them out of this situation. And then they were able to either hold it or flip it or, you know, find a way to, to reinvest that. And so all these really cool opportunities came out of this market. And I also know that, you know, if you're a real estate agent and you're, and you're in, a, in a different market, there's opportunities in every Absolutely. single market. Absolutely. And there are people that need your help in every single market. Um, so, you know, don't be discouraged if it's something that you're like, this is way different. I mean, we talk about this all the time in our brokerage now that the same agents that were here in 2020 mm-hmm. that are now in 2023, it's a different market. It is. And there's a lot of agents that, it you know. It requires different it's things out different of you today. skill sets that you need now to help to help people in this market. Yeah. Um so let's fast forward a little bit so so you moved from Florida yep. back to Oklahoma. So you got married. Yep. Then you had a baby. Yep. Moved back to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Well, you were back in Oklahoma when Maddie was born. Yep. And went and worked for Cherokee Nation. Yep. I worked there for a couple of years um in their their accounting department. She was just waiting on me to come back. Yes. Um I loved working uh there, but it was different because as a mom, I'm like I feel like I'm missing out on everything because I I would drop Maddie off at 6:30 in the morning and then at her babysitter and then I would drive my 45 minutes to work by the time I got there, um, and by the time I left, it was five o'clock, wouldn't get home till six. So I was, I had like an hour and a half with Maddie Monday through Friday and it killed me. I yeah. hated that part. And you're probably exhausted. Oh, so tired. Like when you get home from those days too, you're like, I have no energy. Yeah. So I was exhausted. So I knew I wanted something different. Um, and we won't go into the, this, uh, a lot, but Maddie ended up getting kind of sick and we had kind of a disruption of our life. And so I stayed at home, found, um, a sales job with network marketing. And loved that. Did that for three or four, maybe, yeah, three or four years. Loved it. It was great. And then um, we kind of, there were some changes in that, in that business that wasn't working out great for our family. And it kind of came to a point where I was like, I need to find a job, but I don't want to go back to an office. I know how I felt before. I don't want to do that. And so um, I talked to Aaron and I was like, I think I might want to get my license, but I don't know how to make it work because I lived an hour and a half away from Tulsa at that time. And, um, in true Erin fashion, she's like, we'll make it work. Go get your license. Yeah. Like, go get it. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find a way to make it work. And I was like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so, um, went and got my license in November of 2017, did like the fastest track ever. And um, you studied this time. I studied. It's and weird. You what, the test, yeah, like, what yep. a couple of years will do for you. <laughs> That's called wisdom. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a big deal. And I passed the first time. So got my license finally active in December and, um, had no clue what to expect. And I will say it was a very big shock because what I knew real estate to be 
was not the same as Tulsa real estate. I'm right. like, wait, what are repairs? You negotiate right. repairs here, like in Florida. Like this, this not as just is. an as is. Yeah, yeah. So it was it, way different. Way different, and inspections were different, and you know, so there was a learning curve that I was not prepared mm-hmm. for. I mean, I ended up being okay, but it was de- definitely different. Um, and so that was in 2017. And my first year, I lived in Westville, which was an hour and a half away for the first six months of that year. Um, I was shocked at opportunities that I had. I obviously wasn't from Tulsa. So how are you going to sell, you know, to your sphere when you don't have right. um, people from Tulsa here. that you know? Yeah. And so that's where Zillow, your partnership with Zillow way back when, I know it's, it's different today, um, but it affected, I think it truly, I don't know that I would be in real estate had we not had those opportunities because I don't think I could have fed my family. But I think that's the story for a lot of, of real estate professionals. Yeah. I think that if you, I mean, it was the same for us when we were in Florida with getting connected with uh, banks and being able to sell their foreclosure properties. And sometimes you just, you have those opportunities that line up and that make your career. Yeah. Like absolutely. they make your business. I bet if you look back, I, I bet 99% of the, the clients that I got to help in 2018 were from Zillow. And so that means that's a lot. My commission had I not had Zillow, would have been zero. Yes. And at that time, we really needed it. We had we were in a position where, like I said, we had I had to find a job, and I needed to make money as quickly as possible, and but still have flexibility to be with Maddie um, and do the things that I needed for her. And so it was really cool to have that opportunity that you were here. I would have never gotten, an, I would have never got my license and then gone to real, gotten gotten into real estate had you not had your brokerage here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't have made sense. And and again, this is like such an abbreviated version mm-hmm. because um, now Chris is in the business yeah. and has been and has been one of our top producers for years now. Yeah. You've been here for years now. Um, can you believe it's been almost like six years? No, I can't. I can't either. I and can't. then now you've transitioned from being our top producer in our brokerage to now into a sales manager type role, a leadership role that you've just come into. And it's just been awesome having you as leadership, having you on staff, you know, an actual employee, because we have 30 agents, but they're not employees. Um, I can't make them come into the office. I can say, Heather, you have to be here. I'm like, okay, I'll come. I'll be there. You know, it's just the, the way that it has, has changed over the last, oh my goodness, almost 20 years is just incredible. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to have you a part of it and all that you've contributed and all that you still contribute. Well, and I look at it too. And I think, um, I was telling some, I think I was telling Michael this on our team, um, last week I said, you know, it's crazy that someone like me, I have no degree. So I did not finish school. I did go to school, but I did not finish it. Um, I'm talking about college. Yeah. College. I do have, yeah, I did go to high school. Um, but I did not, I do not have a degree. I don't have any crazy, you know, certifications of anything that's, you know, really impressive, but put me in the right environment, give me the right opportunities, give me the right leadership. And it's really cool to see what can happen. And so going from, you know, being, you know, with accounting and then going into kind of this network marketing and then coming over here, um, getting my license, I think I closed maybe 18-ish my first year. I think the next year I closed like 25. Next year I closed, you know, 30. And then my last year in production, I closed 59 homes. That's insane. I helped 59 clients in one year. So, and I don't have any, like, if you look at me on paper, 
you would never think that I could do something like that. And I do really think it's all about the environment and the opportunities. I agree. And I also think that that has to do with you being ready and able and open Mm -hmm. to saying, you know, it's like uh, that verse in the Bible, send me, I'll go, send me, I'll go, I'll go do it. I'll figure it out. And you know, the, the way that your brain works, I love because it's like, you give me an opportunity and give me a path, I will figure it out. And you're kind of a break the wall down kind of person. Good and bad. (laughs) It's good for me. It's good for me. And, and I think that the, the things that you can do, the things that I can do, we pair up really nicely, your strengths, my weaknesses, uh, really it's, it's amazing for me to look back and, and think, you know, what, what I feel like we have built. Mm -hmm. And when I say we, that's our entire team. I agree. It's not you. It's not me. It's not Krista. It's not Brittany. It's everybody. Um, it's Dirk, it's Chris, it's, it's all of us that, uh, together over the years, you know, seeing the success that we've had, that's not one person. That is all of us, you know, being on the same page, moving in the same direction. And how many ideas have we had, you know, outside of work over dinner going, Hey, you know, and and with dad and with Chris and with Noah, even, you know, there's Mm -hmm. so much that goes on behind the scenes too, that have really molded the company into you know, what it is today and, true. and how it works, which is really, really neat to be a part of a family business um, that is open-minded. We are, uh, that's what I would say. Like, you don't go, this is what I want. This is what we're going to do. It is very open to go, how do we make it better? Like, right. how do we change? How do we grow? Um, and I, I mean, some people, if you, if you don't like change, we are not a great place. <laughs> we're if changing you, constantly. Yeah, if you like change. Um, and we do thoughtful, a lot of things that don't work. change though. We do. We put a lot of thought into it. Um, but we also will say, we're going to make this change. And then if it doesn't work, we'll change it back. Yep. We'll figure it out. But we know a lot. I, I would say we just, we know just as many things, probably more things that don't work yep. than the things that do work because we've tried it yeah. and we can probably help you stay out of the ditches in yeah. some of those areas. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, Heather, as always, I love, yeah. I love it when we get to sit and talk. Um, even if it's on a podcast. I love it. I'll take it. It's amazing. And I'm so grateful and thankful for you. And and I'm grateful and thankful for you. I think that my life would look a lot different had I not taken those steps, you know, six years ago. I think I don't. Mine would too. What would it look like today? I'm I'm really glad I don't know the other side of it. Me too. And it's, uh, I'd love working with you and and I love you. I love you too. Isn't this a great podcast? It is a great podcast. (laughs) It's the love podcast. All right. Well, I know we, uh, this was one of the longer ones, but we still didn't even get over, like we get through everything, but it's a lot to unpack, but maybe we'll do it again next time. All right. Catch you then. Bye. Yay. We did it. I know we went, I think we went over that one. A longer one, but it was good. Candace is here. Candace. Uh, Harper. Oh, she, she texted me this morning. She's like, I'm in BA. Can you do lunch? And so I text her, I was like, I'm hopping into a podcast, but come to the office. Oh, awesome. I'm done. Taking a picture. Okay, do I need to sit right yeah. here? <sighs> My legs don't. Legs are good. Oh, oh yes. I quit breathing. When I when I'm taking pictures, I don't breathe. So I'm like, <gasps> suck it in. Suck it in. Okay. Yeah, that was good. All right, that was good. Thank you for doing that. Thanks. Thanks, Philip. <laughs>